Hello? Anybody home? Today, I want you to open your mind. I've almost come to the conclusion that the story is so damning that the mass of people can't deal with it. We are in process of developing a whole series of techniques to get people actually to love their servitude. We face a hostile ideology, global in scope, atheistic in character, ruthless in purpose and insidious in method. For we are opposed around the world by a monolithic and ruthless conspiracy that relies primarily on covet means for expanding its sphere of influence. To change the minds and the attitudes and the beliefs of the people of the world, especially the United States, to bring about one world socialist totalitarian government. The potential for the disastrous rise of misplaced power exists and will persist. It has patterned itself after every dictator who has ever planted the ripping imprint of a boot on the pages of history since the beginning of time. Brutes have risen to power, but they lie. Dictators free themselves, but they enslave the people. If you can get people to consent to the state of affairs in which they are living, then you have a much more easily controllable society than you would if you were relying only on clubs and firing squads and concentration camps. Tools of conquest do not necessarily come with bombs and explosions and fallout. There are weapons that are simply thoughts, attitudes, prejudices, to be found only in the minds of men. As you connect the dots between different people, organizations, places, religions, history, suddenly the picture starts to form. If you don't connect the dots, it's just a mass of what's all this about. The kingdom of God is within man, not one man, nor a group of men, but in all men, in you, you the people have the power to make this life free and beautiful, to make this life a wonderful adventure. Someone born in the United States is not more special than someone born in Mexico. Someone who is white is not more special than someone who is black. They're just vehicles for the consciousness to experience. War is peace. Freedom is slavery. Ignorance is strength. They do not want your children to be educated. They do not want you to think too much. It was learned that the aliens had been and were then manipulating masses of people through secret societies, witchcraft, magic, the occult, and religion. They reach into our children. Music, television, books. Prey on children's innocence. How can I just prove lies that are stamped with an official seal? So if you have the opportunity to stand next to one of these machines, it feels like an altar to an alien god. Genetic power is the most awesome force the planet's ever seen, but you wield it like a kid that's found his dad's gun. The Army Air Forces has announced that a flying disc is now in the possession of the Army. Too many others know what's happening out there, and no one, no government agency has jurisdiction over the truth. Any state, any entity, any ideology that fails to recognize the worth, the dignity, the rights of man, that state is obsolete. A case to be filed under M for Mankind in the Twilight Zone. About time some of you got acquainted with the real hard truth. It's the heart that says, I will not acquiesce. Across the gulf of space, intellects vast and cool and unsympathetic regarded our planet with envious eyes. Each of us, when separated, is always looking for our other half. And the desire and the pursuit of the whole is called love. Heart perception will change everything. Freedom is the privilege to be right. Freedom from the disasters of our mistakes.
broadcasting from the Sonoran Desert. I'm your host, Ryan Gable, and this is The Secret Teachings Radio. If you'd like to contact the show, you can email us at rdgable at yahoo.com. You can find us on social media, Gab, Gitter, Facebook.com forward slash The Secret Teachings, and on Twitter at TST underscore underscore radio. You can find our behind-the-scenes content through Patreon on our website, along with our affiliate sponsors like Pro One Water Filters and Transistor FM for podcast hosting. Our website, thesecretteachings.info, also has our free show archive. And our full show archive, the full show archive, has the ad-free show, the montages, digital copies of my books, and more, including a private RSS feed. When you subscribe... When you buy a book, you support The Secret Teachings, you keep us on air, and you are the only thing for many years that have kept us on air Monday through Friday, now here on Ground Zero Radio, coming on after Clyde Lewis and Ground Zero. And you can also, of course, if you listen Monday through Friday, you go into that free show archive, you can download the shows, not only stream them, so if you miss an episode... You can always go into the archive and download and stream it, even if you're not a subscriber. So please check that out at www.thesecretteachings.info. And I do need to make a statement because I this is kind of getting funny to me. Um, I've made a couple public announcements about the transition over here to Ground Zero. And I've had a lot of people there. It's funny. I'm not upset by it. It's, it's just kind of strange and funny that people keep messaging me, asking me questions like, are you going to be hosting Ground Zero? And I tell them, no, no, Clyde's hosting Ground Zero. I'm on The Secret Teachings. That's my show. Oh, is your, is your website going to change to groundzero.com? And I'm like, well, Clyde's website isn't even groundzero.com. Why would my website change to groundzero.com? And then people are asking me, are you going to you know, delete your archive? And is that going into Clyde's archive? And I was like, no, I've, I've expressed this many times. Uh, no, my archive is separate. Clyde's archive is separate. We do two different things, two different shows. And uh, you'll have to either subscribe to both, you know, to get the inside access or, um, you know, you can listen to the show live when it airs. So I, people keep asking me those things. I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm not hosting Ground Zero. My website's not GroundZero.com. Clyde's website isn't even GroundZero.com. So I hope that clears up any confusion. Uh, if you're a longtime listener of my show, everything stays the same, except now we begin at 10 p.m. Pacific right after Clyde here again on Ground Zero Radio. So uh, thank you for letting me explain that briefly before we begin the show. Uh, as I said, we do have a, a, a social media page on Twitter, and we don't have a lot of followers because I just set this thing up. And I did set it up because Elon Musk is supposedly in the process of buying Twitter. Maybe he might back out now because of the bot situation or something to that effect. But, you know, I, I created an account. I just wanted to see the cesspit that that is Twitter because I used to have an account and I got banned. So I decided let's create a new account. Let's see what this cesspit is that everybody, you know, is, is so interested in this, this Twitter world. So I got like a couple hundred followers, but nothing really big. Uh, I think all my posts are shadow banned and I I haven't even done anything yet. So (laughs) maybe it's tied to just my name, but I did wake up this morning and I saw a, I saw a post. I've been following the mayor of Tucson here in Arizona where I live, uh, Regina Romero. And I've been following her because when I moved here, a lot of people that I spoke to, and they, some of them were kind of on the other 
left end of the spectrum. I'm not necessarily on the right end, uh, but you know, from the left, it looks like I'm on the right. So I, w- I would talk to a lot of people, mostly people on the right side of the spectrum politically, and they, they would t- tell me all the same thing. Like, this woman is, is like psychotic. This woman has no concern for Tucson. She has no concern for the state of Arizona. She's just this week, she was off in Washington, D.C., collecting money and trying to get a federal job while the city of Tucson, I lived here a few years ago, and it's the, the homelessness, the drugs, the trash, the crime, everything has gone statistically and, and visibly through the roof. So I follow this woman because it's an absolute, she's an absolute disaster, an absolute nightmare. And I woke up this morning. I have no idea why this popped up on my phone. But I came into the studio. I picked up the phone and I looked at it. And it said, this is a quote from the mayor. We have taken bold action to ensure that no Tucsonan, so somebody from Tucson, I had to think about that for a second, Tucsonan, Tucson, is criminalized for exercising their reproductive freedoms and right to make personal health decisions without government interference. Now, I thought that that was one of the most hypocritical and laugh-out-loud hilarious statements that I think I've ever read from a public official. This is the woman here in Tucson who literally wanted every city employee to get a vaccine for COVID-19, at least one, at least two, at least a booster, or they would not be allowed to work for the city. This is a woman who told people, you don't have a right to earn an income. You don't have a right to feed your family. You don't have a right to your own body. You have a right to do what I tell you to do, and that is to get a COVID-19 vaccine. But when it comes to abortion, suddenly she says that she wants people in Tucson to be protected they want, she wants their, them to have a right to make personal health decisions without government interference. This is also a woman who supported, through the local health department, the wearing of face coverings inside businesses as a condition of employment and as a condition of being a customer and acquiring a public accommodation, which is completely illegal in the state of Arizona and most places. So she doesn't care about your right to breathe especially when it's 115 degrees out. She doesn't care about your right to not take an experimental shot, but she wants to protect your right to bodily autonomy and reproductive freedoms and your right to make personal health decisions. Now, I'm sure that a lot of you have recognized the blatant, glaring hypocrisy on both sides of the political spectrum over a wide range of issues. You have people on the right that perceptually don't care about kids getting shot in schools, right? They don't care about that, but they're hardcore anti-abortion. They want to protect the babies in the womb. That's not necessarily entirely true. That's just the perception. But then on the other side of the spectrum, you have people that want to ban all guns, but then they want to ship the guns that have been banned to a foreign country to help them fight a border dispute over preserving their national sovereignty when the people that want to ban guns also hate our national sovereignty and don't like borders and want the borders to be wide open. I, I, I find it incredible that there really are people that are so biased, that are so unable to objectively examine a particular situation and information 
that they are they are proud hypocrites. Uh, that's not just the mayor of Tucson. It's the mayor of cities all across the country. It's heads of uh, major corporations. You know, it's heads of major corporations that are like, we stand for black lives. We stand for this life. We stand for that life while they literally manufacture their products in sweatshops and slave camps in countries like China. Like for people to go and protest anywhere in the country and claim that they're protesting against misogyny or they're protesting against um, people losing abortion rights or they're protesting against something like, uh, oh, I don't know, you know, something like uh, inequality, something like police brutality, wearing Nike or Adidas gear and filming interactions and the events with iPhones is, you know, if I was an alien, which sometimes I probably like a lot of you, I feel like an alien, I would think uh, these people are nuts. What planet is this? What channel did we turn to? They're literally protesting slavery while wearing hats and shoes made by actual real-life modern-day slaves. How does that how does that fit into a, 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 a rational worldview? How can you trust anything a person like that says? I mean, I'm not saying all of us are perfect. I'm not saying you can't, you know, get a get a Nike hat or something at a thrift store and you didn't support the company directly. But there's still, you know, still a lot of energy in that. I mean, actually, last night uh, my uh, my iMac died and. I, I'm not sure how I feel about it. I was very stressed about it. My iMac's pretty much toast, and uh, it was refurbished, somewhat new. But I don't. Do I really want to buy another uh, iMac or another Mac now? Do I really want to support Apple again? And then my problem becomes: uh, I don't really want to support a PC either. <laughs> I want to support most of these, most of these PC companies. So, like, I'm kind of left in limbo. But you do. You have to weigh the, the cost and the benefit. You have to analyze those two things to see. Well, I mean, is it worth it? Am I going to get? Um, am I going to get out of this product that I'm buying from a company that is very unsavory, like Apple, uh, that runs, you know, basically death camps in China? Am I going to get out of this company something beneficial enough to outweigh the harm that I've caused by purchasing this? I mean, that's a. I thought that was like kind of like a hippie dippy old school liberal kind of way of thinking, which is how I tend to think. I try to weigh the cost and, and, and the benefit and, you know, based on also what I prefer and, you know, I'm not perfect. We all have vices and we're all kind of hypocrites in a way. But I mean, for, for the mayor of Tucson or for anybody to be like, you have to wear a mask, you have to take a vaccine as a condition of employment or as a condition of acquiring a public accommodation. And then to simultaneously be like, We've taken bold action to ensure that Tucson people are not criminalized for exercising, and this is a quote, exercising their reproductive freedoms and right to make personal health decisions. What? The right to make personal health decisions? You didn't want people to have a job working for the city unless they took experimental vaccines. You don't care about personal health decisions. It just All these things are just ways to score very, very cheap political points. That's all that it is. When the White House tried to ban Russian oil. They didn't actually ban Russian oil because about 100% of it, very close to 100%, is contracted and agreed upon already, even if it's not in, a, in an actual written contract. So none of it was really banned. It still comes in the country, and prices still go up. I mean, there certainly is greed. There certainly is price gouging. But that doesn't negate the fact that the whole banning oil is, is a political stunt to score political points. 
And besides, the, the, I don't think a lot of mayors understand how government works because you sign a letter that says we, we protect your reproductive rights. I mean, yeah, maybe the city of Tucson, if they were aware of someone violating the law, they won't go prosecute them. But you, you're a mayor of a city in a state. The, the, the legislature of the state makes the laws, not you, the mayor, who is a supporter of homelessness and crime and drug abuse and trash, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Like, do these mayors honestly not know how the law works? Do they honestly not know how? Like, this is it's just a thing. We, we saw this with COVID-19 probably more than ever and probably some people for the first time. I mean, even for me, I recognized how unbelievably dumb and ignorant a lot of local leaders are that think they just have absolute authority and power. I mean, in our, our city here in Tucson, they had that mask ordinance in place up until just a few months ago. And uh, we actually had to write, I had to write a very lengthy letter, a couple letters to, uh, to a local business to get my fiance out of wearing a mask at her work. Uh, and they admitted to us they never even read the ordinance that said you had to wear a mask, but you could opt out of it. And then you call the health department, and the health department's like, oh, yeah, you don't actually have to have to do that. And it's just like, then why issue the order? Because it projects this sense of authority. That's why. And as long as it's, it's a woman projecting this sense of authority, that's even better. Because how dare you criticize a woman? Let alone the narrative and the status quo, but how dare you criticize a woman? And that's, that's the thing that bothers me. It's like, I remember, I remember I did this show one time. There was an article from is it CNBC or NBC. And it was talking about how big defense contractors... A lot of them have women in positions of power. And I thought, I even asked a few women that I, that I knew at the time, I was like, do you feel empowered because some, some women are running defense contractors? Like, I mean, and, and the people I asked didn't even know what a defense contractor was. So no, they didn't feel, <laughs> didn't feel good, good about it. I mean, it, it's all a way to score these very cheap political points as if it's it's and as if at the end of the day, whoever has the cheapest, you know, or the highest score of cheap points, they it's like they they win something, they win election, or they win power. It's like you don't have the legislature has the authority. I mean, you know how long it took me to tell people? I told people this so many times. It took me so long to get across to people. The CDC does not legislate. The CDC makes recommendations based on essentially what was chartered by the legislature, what was, what was put into statute and law. The CDC can't make a law. Local mayors cannot make a law that overrides uh, a state law. They can't step, it, step out of line like that. And it's like people don't understand those basic things. And, you know, it's, it's like this whole thing with voting, too. Oh, you, you, you all have a right to vote. Well, hold on a second. A right to vote is a civil right. A right to vote is not a God-given innate right. A right to vote is a civil right. So it's something that we as a civilized society, we allow people to have as, as part of that society. If you're not part of the society, then you don't really have a right to vote. It doesn't mean that you're not a human. It doesn't mean you don't have other rights. It just means you don't have investment in the community. You shouldn't be picking leaders that will run the community. And if you want to pick a leader, if you want to vote, then you should probably become a part of the community. You should probably become a citizen. You should probably have an address in that district you're voting, in that, in that city, in that state. You should probably live there. You should have something to contribute back. I mean, we're to the point now where, where people are so numb 
and so so ignorant of the, the most fundamental basics of what even voting is, let alone how government works, that, I mean, I honestly think you should have to take a citizenship test or some equivalent before you are allowed to exercise your right to vote. You should have to know that a mayor doesn't have the authority to override a governor. You should know that a sheriff has a lot of power. You should know that uh, there's two uh, there's two houses of Congress. You should know that the president can't just sign executive orders like laws. You should know that the Supreme Court is comprised of a certain number of members. There's a specific reason. It's not because of patriarchy and white supremacy. And yes, judicial review isn't always the best solution to every problem, but you should understand that packing the Supreme Court, using the president's pen to, to, to sign laws that aren't laws, they're just orders and dictates, and overturning congressional procedure because you don't get done what you want to get done, that is not only fundamentally anti-American, I believe it's fundamentally anti-human. It, it, it's fundamentally anti-human right. And yet the people that promote these things are all about human rights. Oh, oh we, we, we care so much about your health freedom, but you can't have a job unless you take this experimental vaccine. We care so much about your bodily autonomy, but we, we need you to put this over your face or you can't come near our business. I mean, it's, it's patently absurd, but it's, I, I really have to laugh at it or I might start to lose, I, maybe I have, I start to lose my mind a little bit. And, and here's the thing, you know, in Tucson, this, this mayor, she says that she believes in your reproductive rights, right? And she says, we're going to take bold action, or we did take bold action, to, uh, to protect your rights. And I think, what, what rights are those? I, I don't understand what, what says you have rights to, to an abortion. I'm just trying to figure this out. Um, because I have a copy of Roe versus Wade. And it's not a piece of paper that says you have a right to abortion. It's a complex judicial opinion. And there is a syllabus, a description of the case back in 1973. And then there's the majority opinion. And then there is the dissenting opinion. And in the majority opinion, this is the majority opinion of Roe versus Wade. I have a copy of the case if you want to read it or it's, you know, you can probably find a, I've seen like uh, you know Supreme Court case books at 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 uh, thrift stores before. This big thick books with all, all these cases in them. This is what it says on page one thirteen, opinion of the court. Uh, on the basis, I'm going to paraphrase the first part. On the basis of some of these arguments about a right to abortion, they say that some quote argue that a woman's right is absolute and that she is entitled to terminate her pregnancy at whatever time in whatever way and for whatever reason she alone chooses. Now, that's the mindset that a lot of people have. They think, oh, Roe versus Wade gives me that right to terminate my pregnancy anytime, anywhere, whenever, whatever, doesn't matter. However, the court said, we, with this, we do not agree. That's a quote. With this, we do not agree. So, yeah, you, you obtained a quote-unquote right to abortion, but the Supreme Court also said that they don't believe the right to abortion is, quote, absolute. So... How is it that you can hold up a sign that says Roe versus Wade, don't overturn it, don't take my rights, protect bodily autonomy, protect uh, you know women's rights, when the very thing that you're referencing, Roe versus Wade, says that it's not an absolute right. And Roe versus Wade also says that states have a right to regulate abortion to some extent. And that was actually compounded in 1992 
with Planned Parenthood versus Casey in the state of Pennsylvania, uh, Planned Parenthood, uh, 1992. You can look it up, Casey, 1992. And it actually gave states rights, further rights, reinforcing those rights to regulate abortion by allowing certain forms of regulation that did not produce a, quote, undue burden on the woman, such as 24-hour waiting periods, informed consent, like reasonable, rational things. Now, you'd be hard-pressed to find anybody who is staunchly pro-abortion who knows that Roe versus Wade does not actually protect your right absolutely, and it says that on page 113 of the opinion. You'd be hard-pressed to find anybody outside of a legal scholar who's honest who tells you that Casey in 1992 actually gave states and reinforced states rights to regulate abortion so long as those regulations did not produce an undue hardship. And I've said this before, but when I lived up in Rochester, New York, there was a protest last year about Roe versus Wade. It was about a Senate bill. I believe it was Senate Bill 8, Senate Bill 6 or 8 in Texas. And it was just a bill that allowed civil uh, suits uh, against those that provided abortion. Now, it, 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 it was ruled as legal, and people were protesting it up in Rochester. And I thought, why are people in Rochester, you know, with the crime rates out of control, the mayor's corrupt, she's been booted out of office, the lieutenant governor's corrupt. Why, why in Rochester, New York, of all the bad things that are happening, how depressing it is to live there with the weather, you're holding up signs that say, you know, something about a, a bill, an obscure bill in a state like a thousand miles away. Like, why, why is that your prerogative? And you're holding up signs that say, don't overturn Roe versus Wade about this bill in Texas when Roe versus Wade and Casey actually give Texas the right to pass and make legal that bill. And I, I, I understand that this is, like, I'm not a legal scholar, okay? And I'm not a law student. I study law. I read cases. I try to figure out what the law actually says. And you'd be surprised. Our mayor here in Tucson, she's like, oh, we're going to protect your right to abortion. But in the state of Arizona, even though there's a 15-week abortion ban, you can still have an abortion up to 15 weeks. That's tons of time to have an abortion. And they don't tell you that. The, the media doesn't tell you that. The right wants you to think that that's an absolute protection. You can't have an abortion. The left wants you to think you can never, ever, ever have an abortion again when, in fact, I mean, you you can actually have an abortion, even in restrictive states. So we're going to explore this tonight and something called DINKS, D-I-N-K, right here on The Secret Teachings. I'll explain that all when we come back from break. Gable at yahoo.com. This is Ground Zero Radio. I'm Ryan Gable. Stay with us. The Secret Teachings radio show is on Facebook and Twitter. Just search facebook.com forward slash The Secret Teachings to like us and TST underscore underscore radio to tweet with us. This is David Icke from davidike.com, author of The Phantom Self and The Perception Deception. And you are listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. From ground zero to The Secret Teachings. Keep your dial tuned to Ground Zero Radio. You could listen to this. And again, you know, people say David has no evidence. David has no evidence. I hate this channel. Or you could listen to The Secret Teachings with myself, Ryan Gable, five nights a week on Ground Zero Radio. Join us to explore the outer limits of history, symbolism, parapolitics, and more. 
We'll explore a little bit of everything, but don't take my word for it. I'm kind of like you. I'm a last of a dying breed, a generalist. That's The Secret Teachings, five nights a week on Ground Zero Radio. Are you intrigued by Paranormal Talk Radio? You'll love the new Paranormal Radio app from TalkStream Live. You'll find a great selection of talk shows covering UFOs, ghosts, strange phenomena, and much more. Download the Paranormal Radio app now and start listening to the very best in Paranormal Talk entertainment, including the network you're listening to right now. The Paranormal Radio app, free in Google Play and the iOS App Store. If you enjoy The Secret Teachings and want to hold years of Ryan's research in your hands, visit the website and grab a physical and digital copy of Ryan's books. Occult Arcana will introduce you to sacred myths, folklore, magic, and alchemy. The technological elixir will take you from transhumanism and AI to black goo and UFOs. Food philosophy will change your mind about what we call food, germ theory, and geoengineering. And remember, shipping is always included. Some restrictions exist for international. Visit thesecretteachings.info. People ask me all the time what they can do to take control of their lives when facing a daily onslaught of dis- and misinformation. I say take control of your body and mind with water filtration. Visit www.thesecretteachings.info and click on our affiliate sponsor link with Pro One Water Filters at the top of the page to search for a water filter for the home, camping trip, and even the shower. They filter countless contaminants and make a wonderful gift for friends, family, and yourself. That's Pro One Water Filters at thesecretteachings.info. This is one of the best discussions I've been on in a long time. You guys are right on it. Howdy, this is Joe Mars, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings. If anyone can hear this broadcast, I'm still on Earth. This is the frequency of Ground Zero Radio, Ground Zero with Clyde Lewis, and The Secret Teachings with myself, Brian Gable. Welcome back to the Secret Teachings Radio Broadcast. I'm your host, Ryan Gable. Thank you so much for joining us. So I woke up this morning and I received a Twitter message. I don't know why my phone chose to notify me of this, of all things. But our mayor here in Tucson, Arizona, signed a resolution or a letter of intent to lead a resolution that aims to protect personal health decisions. Here's what the letter said. It's very short. I am not going to sit and wait as our constitutional rights are stripped away. In the absence of congressional action to enshrine Roe v. Wade into federal law, it is up to local governments to stand up to protect bodily autonomy and the rights of pregnant persons from repressive state laws. I don't think this woman, like many mayors, male and female, understands anything that she's saying. First of all, she says pregnant persons, so you can clearly understand where her ideology lies. But more importantly, she says, I'm not going to sit here and wait as our constitutional rights are stripped away. Roe v. Wade was never a constitutional right. Roe v. Wade was a judicial review decision in a case involving, well, you probably don't know this. I didn't know this until this last year, but the lady that we know as Roe, Norma McCorvey, was never actually raped. She says she was never actually raped, 
And therefore, the entirety of Roe v. Wade, despite the official decision of the court, is in question and has been since at least 1987 when the New York Times published that story. Key abortion plaintiff now denies she was raped. She was never even raped. She actually got pregnant and then decided she didn't want to have the baby because the person she got pregnant with, she said he didn't love her like, he, like she thought he did. L- literally. This is what Norma McCorvey did. She got pregnant, and then she decided, I don't think this guy loves me like I thought. Let me get an abortion. And then she, because she couldn't do this in Texas, she filed a lawsuit against Henry Wade, the Dallas County District Attorney. So the reason for Roe versus Wade from the beginning was, and I'm not saying that that's not a thought that goes through your mind. I'm pregnant and uh, this person doesn't love me. Let me have an abortion. What I'm saying is you made a decision, good decision, bad decision, and then now you want the state to bail you out because of your poor decision making. The woman was not raped. She consensually had sex got pregnant and decided, you know what? I don't want to have this baby. This guy doesn't love me like I thought he did. I mean, that's a quick turnaround. That's a quick transition. So I want there to be no restriction on abortion. Now, if you didn't hear that before, if you've never read that before, I know it sounds hard to believe, but if you just type in key abortion plaintiff now denies she was raped, you'll find the New York Times. You know, the 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 father of of news propaganda but, you know, accredited source, especially back in 1987. And there you have it. Norman McCorvey was never actually raped. So our mayor here says that she wants to protect constitutional rights, but uh, abortion rights were never a constitutional issue. Now, if you want to make them about bodily autonomy, okay, but as the mayor or as a congressional uh, leader or as a Senate leader, you can't say I want to protect bodily autonomy and I want to protect a person's right to make health decisions, but simultaneously advocate and lead and promote and support either legislation or policies that fundamentally strips people's rights to travel, people's right to interstate commerce, people's right to have public accommodation, simply because they don't put a piece of cloth over their face, simply because they refuse to take an experimental shot. You see the hypocrisy there? She goes further and says it's up to local governments to stand up to protect bodily autonomy and the rights of pregnant persons from repressive state laws. Now, does she mean the state of Arizona or the state as in the whole state? Because she didn't capitalize the word state. So I assume she means the state of Arizona. What repressive laws are in Arizona that prevents you from getting an abortion? I'm not the mayor. I'm not the governor. I'm, I've barely lived here well, with, with the amount of time I lived here before when I lived uh, down the road from where I am now, I've lived here maybe maybe a year of my life, a little bit less than that, and I know the laws better than the mayor. There's a 15-week abortion ban in the state of Arizona. But you understand, the media here tells us that that abortion ban means you can never have an abortion for rape, incest, or anything. When in reality, you actually can. And here's the problem. Just like with everything else, conservatives don't want to tell you that the 15-week abortion ban actually includes exemptions. It's called 15 weeks. So you're exempt from the law until you reach 15 weeks. That means if you're Norman McCorvey 
and you're kind of a piece of trash, you can decide, let me get pregnant. Let me decide I don't want to have the baby. Let me be irresponsible. And, and she wasn't raped. Okay, she was not raped. She admitted that. So let me be irresponsible, and then let's let the state make this decision for me, allow me to have this baby taken out of me. You have 15 weeks to do that in the state of Arizona. You have 15 weeks to do that in states like Florida. You have 15 weeks to do that. That means, if you want to do the math, you have a couple of months. If you were raped, if you're the victim of incest, if you just decide, you know what, I don't want to have this baby anymore. I'm going to go ahead and terminate the pregnancy. You know what you can do in the state of Arizona? You can terminate the pregnancy, and it's not illegal. So, yeah, every state has slightly different laws, but the the, the bottom line here, this has, this has little to do with abortion. This has to do with the way that the law works. This has to do with context. This has to do with nonsensical, emotionally driven, hysterical, pseudo-intellectual, political arguments that are meant to defer your attention away from reason and logic and a centered middle ground path to understanding what the hell reality is. You can get an abortion in the state of Arizona up to 15 weeks. Maybe that's an arbitrary number. It could have, why is not 16 weeks? Okay, well, why is it not 14 weeks? You, we're always going to debate and argue over things because everybody wants an absolute. Everybody wants an absolute right to carry a gun, meaning felons should carry guns and psychotic people should carry guns. And that's insane. And then on the other end of the spectrum, you have people that say nobody should carry guns. And they don't understand that criminals are going to do that anyway, regardless of what the law is. And you get people with abortion. There should never be an abortion. Every baby, every, every conception, every rape, every incest, everything, all of it, it should all be protected which I find that to be insane. I find that to be just as insane as the other end of the spectrum where people are like, and there really are people like this, that are like, I get pregnant to have abortions because I worship Satan. That's my religious right to sacrifice my child. And there really are people like that. They, there might, they might not be a dime a dozen, but they exist in the same way that there are people that believe if you, you're raped, you should have the kid anyway. It doesn't matter, which I disagree with. So everybody wants an absolute. But, but check this out. In the state of Florida, where I'm from, my home state, uh, Florida passed a 15-week abortion ban as well. And what they don't tell you in the media anywhere is that the mass majority of Florida abortions affected by the bill, HB5, will not actually be affected. So, for example, in 2021, Florida saw 80,000 abortions performed. 4,800 of those, 6%, only 6% of those abortions occurred in the second trimester after 12 weeks of pregnancy, meaning that of 80,000 abortions in 2021 in Florida, virtually every single one of those abortions is still legal under Florida's 15-week abortion ban. And it would be the same thing in Arizona or any other state. So you can get upset. Governor DeSantis, he took away my rights. All the Arizona legislature took away my rights. Actually, they didn't. Virtually every abortion that was had in 2021 is still legal under the new laws. This is just a way, in part, for Republicans to score cheap political points. Isn't it disgusting? Isn't it disgusting when Republicans do that? Isn't it disgusting when Democrats do that? We want you to have a right to health uh, decisions. You have a right to make those decisions. But here, take this vaccine, put this mask on. Or you can't have a job. But you have a right to have an abortion. Isn't it just gross? Isn't it just disgusting how 
They play with your mind like this? Oklahoma is also passing a very strict abortion uh, ban. The bill prohibits abortions at any stage of pregnancy, and that's what the media told us. However, if you have a medical emergency or you've been raped and it was reported to law enforcement, then you actually can get an abortion. And I've, had, I've done a couple of shows on abortion. I did a show in our archive on our website, thesecretteachings.info, called Abortion of These Proceeds Go to Satan. I did another one called Liar, Liar, Abortion Rights on Fire. I don't normally address this subject, but it's a controversial one, and I thought I should bring it to you here on our debut week on Ground Zero Radio to give you an idea. You know, we talked about Stranger Things and, and the subconscious on Monday Last night, we talked about chemtrails and and disease and things of that nature. Tonight, let's talk about a hot topic, I thought. And it's an important topic because it's not just about abortion. I know people hear that and they literally just, their mind triggers into a certain point of view. And it's like, this guy's this guy's hates women. And I understand that some people honestly can't think beyond the, 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 the black and white. But this is important because this is how, this is how psychology is used to manipulate you to buy a sandwich, to manipulate you to buy a cologne, to manipulate you to buy a belief system, an ideology, an idea. And my take on this, I feel, is very unique because I'm not taking a preformed, prepackaged TV dinner style point of view on a hot subject just so I have a group to fit into. You see what I mean? I don't want to just fit into one side or the other I want to fit into my own group, which is thinking for myself. And if you can change my mind, change my mind. Show me information to the contrary of what I'm saying. Everything I'm reading is either mainstream news or it's the Supreme Court's actual opinion, which in the case of, well, in the case of uh, the big case, 1973, Roe versus Wade, they said a woman's right is not absolute to abortion, page 113. That's the majority opinion, not the minority opinion. So, the bill in Oklahoma, and there's a bunch of other states doing this too. You've got Kentucky, and uh, there's, uh, there's a handful of others. Uh, Texas is doing something similar. But Oklahoma says you can't have an abortion at any stage of the pregnancy. So that wouldn't be 15 weeks, right? So that means any stage, week two, week three, there's no abortion allowed. But you still can get an abortion in Oklahoma as long as it's a medical emergency or you were the victim of rape or sexual assault or incest. And don't you find it really deceptive that Republicans in particular, they like to say that these abortion bans are absolute. God made this baby in the image of, of him, and he wants you to have the baby and be the mother, and that it'll be good for you. And yet, if you actually read the legislation, it's, it's, it's not so Christian right-wing conservative. It's like, well, reasonably speaking, logically speaking, legally speaking, if you've been raped, you can still have one. If you've been the victim of incest, you can still have one. If you've been, uh, you know, unfortunately, the, the, the victim of fate and you've had some medical emergency, you can still have an abortion in Oklahoma. And I mean, I think I, I want you to understand this. I want you to just hear what I'm saying. Go reference it, cross check it for yourself. Because the next time you hear Florida, Arizona, Oklahoma, they banned abortions, remember, they're 15-week bans, and you can still have an abortion before the 15 weeks, and you can still have abortions for medical reasons, rape, incest, sexual assault, as long as, you know, understandably, it's reported to the police. So I, I don't find that to be unreasonable. I don't find that to be taking anybody's rights away. 
I don't. How is that taking your right away when all they've done is just they've they've regulated it in a way where you still have the right? But see, here's the real big thing. Here's the big key. Planned Parenthood no longer has a right to encourage women to get an abortion after 15 weeks. And I think this is sincerely why people are so upset who work for the established order. It's because Planned Parenthood in a lot of places is now going to lose legal access to more fully fully formed fetuses. That's what I think it is. I'll repeat that. Planned Parenthood is going to lose access legally to more fully formed fetuses. They want the fully formed fetus after 24 weeks. They want the more fully formed fetus definitely after 15 weeks. That's not enough to do experiments on. That's not enough for drug research or for food research or for beverage research. You know they use aborted fetal tissue in in Pepsi and other products from the PepsiCo company. The federal government, Obama even commented on that during his uh, presidency. And he almost said during his pregnancy. (laughs) Well, maybe his... I don't know, maybe he's a woman, his wife's a man, I don't know. Uh, Freudian slip, excuse me, during his presidency. And uh, he said that it was just a, it was just a way of doing business. Uh, I think uh, former President Trump actually stopped that fetal tissue contract. But that was a thing. You know, PepsiCo used aborted fetal tissue. So here's the bottom line. You can get an abortion in those states. It's not a big deal, uh, despite how the media wants you to think it's a big deal. Um, and then also, it's not just Oklahoma and Arizona and Florida and other places but if you go to places like California and people there think, or if, even if you're not living in California, people are like, oh my God, California, I'm going to go there and I'm going to get an abortion because you can get an abortion there like going down you know, to the, to, the, um, to the mall and getting a haircut or going down to you know, a, a coffee shop and getting a cup of coffee. It's just that routine. But actually you can't. In the state of California, there are a ton of restrictions on abortion. But doesn't that make you kind of upset? Isn't that kind of irritating? Isn't that gross how the Democrats, I've already criticized the Republicans, get ready for the Democrats. The Democrats do the same thing as the Republicans do. They have legislation that also allows for exemptions, you know, out of it essentially, where they're like, it's full range. But uh, the exemptions to the full range are you still have to go through a, a, a process before you can be approved for it. It's... As much as I dislike California's government, and I think their governor could play the Antichrist in one of those Left Behind movies, uh, they you don't have an, an absolute right to abortion in California any more than you have no rights at all in Arizona or Florida. And And I just want to verbalize that I sincerely hope that you as an audience, if you didn't know this already, that this is something that that makes sense and you understand where I'm coming from, that I'm not advocating for one thing or the other. I'm simply saying that in these states, it's not what you're told it is by the media. And it's the same thing with any you know big topic, big subject. And I find it very odd that there is a race to get emergency abortion contraception to Ukraine over a handful of reports that are not even verified that women have been raped by Russian soldiers. The last report I saw, Russian soldiers were raping young boys. It's just raw, disgusting propaganda. It's like pre and during World War I propaganda where the, the, the Germans were depicted as these giant brutes 
who were putting babies on bayonets and marching into battle. That didn't happen. That's not even practical. Why would you put a baby on the end of a bayonet and, and where are you getting all these babies? It doesn't make any sense. It's just raw, gross, disgusting, depraved propaganda to get you to feel as if your enemy is not human. And that's what all of our debates and all of our arguments are about today. And, and, and this, this, this subtle demeaning of American ideology, uh, like, I don't know, uh, free expression, right to protest, all these things, and wrapping all that up and saying it's all bad, it's all evil, it's all racist, but America can't have a border, America can't have a flag, Americans can't have rights, Americans can't have guns, but Ukraine can have a border, Ukraine can have their flag flown in American cities, and Ukraine can also have rights and have guns despite the fact that there are literal Nazi groups that, according to Newsweek, this is Newsweek, not me, according to Newsweek, literal Nazi groups like the Azov Battalion working with Ukrainian military personnel. So it doesn't make a lot of sense, does it? But they got to get that contraception over there to Ukraine. And uh, we're going to transition from the abortion subject with this last piece that should also just make your, your mouth fall open. I reported this a few weeks ago. This it's so it's so it's so ridiculous. It's really really ridiculous. There's a there's a drug called misoprostol and it's a it's a like a veterinary medication and it's used for animals and this drug was promoted by Vice News as a solution to abortion rights evaporating they highlighted that if you'd like to get this this abortion pill you get it from quote veterinary sources and what's strange about this is getting a a a drug from a vet is the people like vice news who are promoting this the misoprostol are the same vice news people that were saying that you shouldn't use ivermectin which is a veterinary drug so it's okay to use it if it's for abortion, but it's not okay to use it if it's for a disease, which I wouldn't take ivermectin anyway, nor would I take hydroxychloroquine. Uh, they're both poison. People are like, I'm not taking that vaccine. That's poison. But give me some ivermectin. Uh, it's poison too. You understand that, right? Hydroxychloroquine is also poison. It, it, they're all, it's all poison. Again, what's the cost benefit though? So that's the bottom line. Norman McCorvey was never raped. She lacked responsibility, lacked taking responsibility for herself and her life, lied, and is responsible for millions of aborted babies since this was codified into law through judicial review back in 1973. But again, that abortion legalization said in the opinion of the court that a woman's right is not absolute. Let me read it to you again. Uh, Some of these arguments argue that, quote, the woman's right is absolute and that she's entitled to terminate her pregnancy at whatever time and whatever way and for whatever reason she alone chooses. With that, with this, we do not agree. You don't have to agree with me. You can be like, this guy's a bigot. This guy's a racist. This guy's a sexist. This guy hates women. I don't know how you got any of those things out of what I've said tonight because some people actually believe that. But, and they're the fringe minority that I, you know, it's kind of laugh at it. But that's actually, that's literally, I'm not making this up, ladies and gentlemen. This is literally what Roe, that's what Roe versus Wade says. Have you read it? 
it's not a single piece of paper that says you have a right. And, and they're not looking at that piece of paper saying, You're, we're going to overturn that right. <laughs> I just, I mean, did you see the, the people that were protesting outside of the Supreme Court saying, hey, hey, fascist scum has got to go? The Supreme Court's the least fascist body in the history of the world. The Supreme Court is one of the three branches of the federal government that balances out power. The, the Supreme Court is not fascist, yet the people that are literally cheering Fascist scum have got to go. Hey, hey, ho, ho, fascist scum has got to go at the Supreme Court. Not only could you argue that that is a prosecutable offense, that that is a felony to try and and attempt to harass and uh, force judges to overturn their decisions, but it's also ignorant because the Supreme Court is not a fascist body. What are you talking about a fascist body? And they're the same people that are like, well, if the Supreme Court votes this way, we'll just use the presidential pen to uh, to dictate the law. Well, that would be the definition of, of fascism, wouldn't it? Binding the entire population like sticks, like twigs, into a fag, which is the bundle of sticks, into a fasci, and then dominating it with an axe. Wouldn't that be actually fascist? Or the better thing is, who cares about the, the, the president? Let's just pack the Supreme Court, right? They don't vote the way we want them to vote. Let's pack the Supreme Court. Isn't that what Hitler did? It is what Hitler did. Isn't that what, like, every dictator has done? They pack the, the courts? What about Congress? Well, Congress won't. Just like our mayor here in Tucson said, Congress isn't taking action, so I'm going to take action. Take action to do what? You, you, you don't make state laws, honey. You don't, you don't make federal laws. So it, it's up to the state of Arizona. That, that's the thing I don't understand. Uh, it's not overturning your right. It's allowing states to make the decision. In states like California, you can't get an abortion willy-nilly. And in Arizona, it isn't totally restricted. You can still get an abortion. It, virtually nothing has been affected. Only 6% of the abortions in the state of Florida will be affected by the ban. Only 6%. And you know who's mad about that? Planned Parenthood's mad about that because now they don't get the fully formed fetuses. That's why they're mad about it. Yet, you can protest outside the Supreme Court, protests outside of Supreme Court justice houses. I mean, it's a violation of 18 U.S. Code Section 1507 trying to influence a judge, juror, witness, or court officer picketing or parading near a building housing a court of the United States or in a building or residence occupied or used by such judge, juror, witness, or court officer. That's federal law. And yet, instead of the media saying, hey, that might actually be an insurrection, uh, we just allow people like Beetlejuice in Chicago, Lori Lightfoot, to say, and I quote, we will not surrender our rights without a fight. I fight uh, a fight to victory. To my friends in the LGBTQ plus community, I don't know how that has anything to do with women's rights. The Supreme Court is coming for us next. This moment has to be a call to arms. That's a quote from Beetlejuice, Lori Beetlejuice in Chicago. A call to arms. So a call to literally pick up arms, a call to literally go harass judges, to violate federal law, and yet nobody thinks that's suspicious. Nobody thinks that might need to be, I don't know, investigated a little bit. And the, and the thing is, you know, it's really, what's really sick is when 
when somebody tells me that you're a guy, so you don't have an opinion on this, on this, you're not allowed to have an opinion on this. I always found that strange. I'm not allowed to have an opinion on it. Really? I'm not allowed to have an opinion on it. I can't have an opinion. Well, what if my opinion is the same as a lot of other women who also don't agree with you? Do their opinions not matter as well? That's that's kind of where we are. If you're a guy, your opinion doesn't matter. If you're white, your opinion doesn't matter. But if you're black and you have a different opinion, your opinion still doesn't matter. Because if you're not part of the hive mind collective mob, your ideas and opinions don't matter. It doesn't matter the color of your skin. It doesn't matter your sex, your gender, your identity. None of that matters. There's a, there's a larger thing at play here, and I'm going to tell you about it when we come back from break. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. Please subscribe to our archive at thesecretteachings.info. It's different than Clyde's, and support our show to keep us on air Monday through Friday. There's more after this. Stay with us. You are listening to The Secret Teachings contact the show to share information and your opinion or give recommendations email rdgable at yahoo.com visit the facebook page facebook.com forward slash the secret teachings or visit the website at www.thesecretteachings.info this is linda godfrey author of monsters among us and you are listening to the secret teachings with ryan gable Broadcasting from somewhere between heaven, hell, and purgatory. It's The Secret Teachings on Ground Zero Radio. Release the Kraken! You could listen to this. And again, you know, people say David has no evidence, David has no evidence. I hate this channel. Or you could listen to The Secret Teachings with myself, Ryan Gable, five nights a week on Ground Zero Radio. Join us to explore the outer limits of history, symbolism, parapolitics, and more. We'll explore a little bit of everything, but don't take my word for it. I'm kind of like you. I'm a last of a dying breed, a generalist. That's The Secret Teachings, five nights a week on Ground Zero Radio. So, you love talk radio, then you'll love TalkStreamLive.com. TalkStream Live is always on, 24-7, with the best streaming talk shows. Find your favorite talkers and discover some new ones. It's free, readily available online, or on mobile with any smartphone or tablet. Finding your favorite talk shows all in one place has gotten a whole lot easier. Just go to TalkStreamLive.com. Be sure to download the free apps from Google Play or the iTunes App Store. Do you like The Secret Teachings and Ryan's passionately balanced approach to subjects from food and health to the entertainment industry and the occult? Then check out Ryan's books, available in PDF and softcover with free shipping in the United States. For a deeper look into artificial intelligence, UFO cults, black goo, and packs made with the devil in the music and entertainment industry, have a look at the technological elixir. Or look for Ryan's masterpiece, Occult Arcana, an encyclopedia of occult knowledge spanning from mythology and science to symbols and sigils, from ritual magic to voodoo, and from comparative religion and psychic abilities to paranormal activity. Just visit thesecretteachings.info. Hello, folks. This is Jordan Maxwell, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings. Excellent shows. Keep listening with your host, Ryan Gable. Think about your hero when you're at ground zero and call up to the 
back to me. Attention, you are tuned into restricted airspace. Tune out immediately. This is the frequency of the secret teachings on Ground Zero Radio. Welcome back to the Secret Teachings Radio Broadcast. Thank you so much for tuning in morning, noon, or night on Ground Zero Radio or in the Secret Teachings Archive. If you are a subscriber, special thank you for supporting this show. Subscribers to the Secret Teachings also get digital copies of my books, access to our montage archive, and more. Just visit www.thesecretteachings.info and subscribe today. Our website is thesecretteachings.info. It's different than Ground Zero. A lot of people have been asking me that. Is your website going to switch to Ground Zero? Nope, my website's still the same. Still the same. I'm also not hosting Ground Zero. A lot of people have asked me that. They're like, oh my God, are you hosting Ground? No, who said I'm hosting Ground Zero? <laughs> this, is, this is the secret teachings on Ground Zero Radio. That's, that's all that happened. And the show is now 10 p.m. Pacific. If you have any questions about anything, rdgable at yahoo.com. For those of you who are new listeners, not only do I welcome you to the show, but I welcome you to email me. Let me know what you think of the show. I'm not here to promote something per se. I'm not here to sell you an idea. I'm not here to manipulate you into seeing my point of view. The only thing I want you to see is what I term to the best of my human abilities, objective analysis. That's all that I want you to see. And I want you to hopefully understand that topics like tonight, which might not be as esoteric or occult as Monday night's show, Dr. Stranger Things, and they might be, they're not as conspiratorial as last night's show, Kim Trail of Tears, but they still are paranormal. They still are psychology. It's, it's still these very interesting uh, subjects that, you know, rather than talking about, you know, ghosts and upside down worlds. And sometimes we can talk about current events and look at them from another point of view. One example of that is tonight I've been documenting how a right to abortion, according to the Supreme Court in Roe versus Wade, is not absolute. They say that a woman's right is not actually absolute. The court does not agree that a woman has the right to terminate her pregnancy at whatever time and whatever way and for whatever reason she alone chooses. That's a quote. And Norma McCorvey, the famous Roe in Roe v. Wade, got pregnant consensually and then lied about being raped and then sued the Dallas County District Attorney Henry Wade so that she had a right to abortion. I mean, that's a very, very questionable moral decision, don't you think? Don't you think that kind of puts the whole case on shaky ground? I mean, the bottom line is this. When you have people that are arguing and saying, look, especially conservatives that say, we want to ban abortion entirely, and they score really cheap political points with that. But then you look at the state of Oklahoma, and their abortion ban actually allows if it is going to be held and Roe v. Wade is going to be partly overturned or entirely overturned, it'll just allow states to make the decision. It doesn't say that you don't have rights anymore. It says that states get to make the decision. So Oklahoma, like a lot of other states, have gone ahead and they've 
they've they've got legislation ready or it's it's in Congress and they're about to pass it or the governor has signed it already, like in Arizona and Florida. And they've just said, look, you you don't have a right to abortion after conception, which is one of the stricter ones. But if you've been raped, if you've been the victim of incest, if you've reported it to law enforcement, you can get an abortion legally. So even the hardcore Christian right conservatives, they still allow you to have an abortion in Oklahoma if you've been raped or incest or sexual violence or, you know, if it's a medical emergency. And you can have an abortion in Arizona and, and Florida up to 15 weeks. And, and the Florida 15-week cutoff, as arbitrary as it might be, it only affected 6% of abortions in 2021. That's not a lot. And in fact, the funny thing is, and I mean that kind of, you know, figuratively, it's not actually funny, but the funny thing is 25,000 pregnancies occur every year from rape. Not every single woman has the baby, but 25,000 pregnancies occur. That's, what, a few hundred women uh, in, in each state. So we're not looking at a lot of, it's 25,000 over 50 states. 25,000 over 50 states. And we're looking at a couple hundred women per state. What is the math? They're like 500, something, something to that effect. So, and, and that's just, you know, averaged out about, fi- about 500 women, uh, women per state or pregnant persons per state. So 500 women per state, whatever state you're in, are raped and get pregnant every year in this country. Rape and incest abortions, however, account for 1% and 0.5% of all abortions in virtually every state. And abortion is legal. Uh, virtually across the board. States can regulate it legally, but it's pretty much legal everywhere. So so my question is, just like a mass shooting, a mass shooting is only four people being shot. 51 people shot in Chicago is on a mass shooting, right? That's just, that's okay because gang activity is desirable there. But four people get shot otherwise, and it could could be for any reason. And that's considered a mass shooting, although a mass is a larger group of people and it can't statistically be a mass shooting. It can't technically be a mass shooting. But they use that term like words slaughter, massacre, slain, because it invokes this image of some gory, terrible thing that happened. Although it is terrible, yeah, but I'm not saying rape's good. But right now when abortion's legal, rape is, is only about, it's about 1% of all abortion. That's a very small number. So it's not that those 500 women should be raped and shouldn't have a right to get rid of their baby. I mean, like, you, you have that right in every, like every single state, even the most strictest states, like Oklahoma, you still can get rid of your child if you're, you've been raped. So what's the big deal? You still have, nobody took that right away. You, can, you still have the right. But even then, those rape, incest, abortions only account for 1% or 0.5% of all abortions. So it's, it's really another one of those things that's, I, I, I know how this is going to sound, but it's a non-issue. And, oh, that's it. Well, it's not a non-issue for the women that are raped. Well, no, not necessarily, but they can, they, they still have a right to get an abortion. So it's, it's a non-issue. It doesn't act, nobody's rights have been taken away anywhere, regardless of what the Supreme Court does. We, we should be aware of that. Don't, don't you think? Instead of using time and energy and resources and fighting and losing family and friends over, some something as stupid as you know the orange man to something as stupid as 
you're taking my right, right rights away. You're taking my rights away. My rights, my rights. You don't even know what your rights are. What do you mean? No, who took them away? Oklahoma didn't take them away. Texas didn't take them away. Arizona didn't take them away. And California didn't give you outright rights to do whatever you want. You still have restrictions there. I love how Amazon and Starbucks are like, we're going to pay for people to travel to get abortions. When why, why would you need to do that? You can still get abortions. Like if you're in Arizona and you're working at a Starbucks and you want to get an abortion, you can get one in Arizona. Why should you have to get on a plane and fly to California or some other state to get an abortion when you can just get it in Arizona? It's because people have been so brainwashed and so they've had reason, their reasoning skills literally torn out of them, not even surgically removed, torn out of them. They've been brutally, mentally, and psychologically abused. And, and these are the same companies, Starbucks and Amazon. They won't pay their workers more money, so they'll pay thousands of dollars in exchange for virtue signaling that they're good companies by paying for people in a state like Arizona where they can get an abortion to fly, it's a lot of carbon, to places like California where there's actually restrictions to get the abortion. Does, does that, doesn't, that doesn't make any sense. Doesn't make any sense. Plus, again, a lot of carbon emissions, they'll pay for that. They don't have money to pay a living wage, right? But they'll pay for you to go get an abortion somewhere, thousands of dollars, lodging, plane ride, food, whatever you want. But if, if can I get an extra dollar an hour? Absolutely not. Hey, I got pregnant here. Can I get an abortion? Sure, we'll fly you to another state, even though you can get one in your state. <laughs> this doesn't make any sense. It's so asinine. It's so ridiculous. But like I was saying before break, unless you hear this argument that I've, I've crafted tonight, and this is completely improv, I have a few papers in front of me for statistical reference or for a news article, but this, I'm, I'm improving this like I do almost every show. This is I'm just speaking from the heart. So I'm, I'm cra- I have this idea of what I want to convey to you, and I hope that you're hearing the whole conveyance. I hope that you're hearing the whole thing and not just, oh, this guy's a guy, so he doesn't have a right to talk. I mean, what kind of world do we live in where we relegate certain groups of people to the sideline because of their skin color, because of their gender, because of their perception of who they are, because of how other people perceive them. Like if I was a Democrat, I'd have a right to speak. Or if I was a Republican, I'd have a right to speak. But because I'm neither, then it's hard to get an audience, right? And if I were identifying as LGBTQ, suddenly I'd have a right to speak on abortion. But since I'm not LGBTQ, then I don't have a right to speak on abortion. But if I was LGBTQ, but a conservative... I also would lose my right to speak on abortion. That doesn't make sense, does it? Do you want to live in a world where that is the the way in which we determine how people can exercise their rights? You're, You're a man, so your opinion doesn't matter. You're a conservative woman, your opinion doesn't matter. You might be a liberal woman, but you're not supporting LGBTQ, your opinion doesn't matter. And that's what we do. We do that to men, we do that to women. I mean, what about... I've known gay people before that have they have an opinion that's different than the narrative. And let me let me preface: I'm like that. That's not me saying, "Oh, I've got a gay friend." I don't have any gay friends right now. I'm just saying, like, I've known gay people who are very sweet and very kind, and they don't cram their ideology down your throat, and they're not really left or right. They're just people that are living their lives, and they don't want to make everything about the kinds of sex they want to have. I've known so many gay people who just don't have an opinion on it. 
And that makes me think that the, the hysterical reactions about these things, it's, it's manufactured. It's a manufactured consensus. It's a, it's a way to project this intellectualism. It's really a pseudo-intellectualism to project this intellectualism to say to people with this projection that I'm a good person because I'm gay. I'm a good person because I'm black. I'm a good person because I'm this or that. And, and the, the bizarre thing is the people that project those 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 virtue signals, if you will, I don't even like to use that term because it's kind of stale. The people that project those virtue signals, which by any psychological definition or standard, people that intentionally virtue signal, I've got an electric car, I'm gay, I've got a black friend. Those people are the ones that are literally, according to mainline psychologists that, who, who try to acquire social credit, they are by definition narcissistic, egotistic, psychotic, and sociopathic. That's according to major psychological reviews of that type of behavior. And they're the ones that are like, don't, don't l- tell a black person they can't speak. Black people are equal. But if you're white, you don't have a right to speak, even if they're white. But it's because of the ideology, not the color of the skin. And you see that this is not a, a good world to live in when, when we are pushing people away because we don't believe they have a right to speak due to a perceived identity. This is how we stifle free speech and free expression and a right to protest. This is how we lock up political opponents because they disagree with us. This is why throughout history, when you've seen these types of things happen, you recognize you're not much different than a camp guard in the Soviet Union at a gulag. You're not much different than uh, a cadre in the countryside in communist China, raping and pillaging and taking what they want. And you're not much different than a Nazi. You're not much different than a, a communist revolutionary. You're not, not only are you not much different, you're, you're about... Uh, half a second from becoming that exact thing because that stuff doesn't just start overnight it builds up to that there's a story before you get to that point of history and that's where we are today that you don't have a right to speak if you're a man you don't have a right to speak if you're a woman you don't have a right to speak if you're black if you're white or if you're gay or if you're straight or you have a right to speak if you're a woman unless you're a conservative. And you have a right to speak if you're, you know, if you're a woman and a liberal unless you're not supporting LGBTQ. Then you don't have a right to speak. And, and that is so incredibly dangerous. The precedent that that sets, the elimination of free expression, the right to protest, the right to be an individual with, with a soul and a spirit who is alive and is recognized and has their life and their liberty protected by the social contract and by the fundamental laws of nature and God. And we relegate that person to the sideline because, well, they don't support our political view. So they don't get to speak. Not only is that a restriction of free expression, but it's also equivalent to let's put our political enemies in prison because we disagree with them. And regardless of what you think about the orange man, that's what they did with those January 6th quote-unquote insurrectionists. They weren't insurrectionists. They were hysterically and emotionally driven to react the way they did. 
But insurrectionists are like Lori Lightfoot in Chicago, who literally, as her city is decaying with gun violence at rates that are just breaking records every weekend, she says we need a call to arms over abortion rights. How about how about a call to arms with the police department to put down these gangs who are shooting dozens of people in various mass shootings every single week, every weekend in Chicago? How about you deal with that problem? But no, arms over abortion and harass judges and pro it's just unbelievable and you know i've said this for some time now but it's finally uh, back in the news today i read that uh new york officials uh kathy hochel the governor she just signed uh, they signed a bill there for more strict gun control it doesn't really do anything it's just political points that are being scored cheaply but uh the new york times reported earlier today that new york officials are fearful of a supreme court ruling that will mean well they claim more gun crime at the New York Times. But what's actually happening is a law is being overturned that there's actually, well, there's going to be laws in New York and California that are going to be overturned um, that will allow people to more easily carry a handgun in the state legally. I spoke to a cop in New York when I lived there, and he said as a police officer to get his concealed carry permit, it took him three years as a police officer, someone who's trained in using a gun, three years to get that permit. So what's happening is the Supreme Court is about to overturn a New York state law that puts limits on how easy it is to get access to a handgun, which it's, it's very, very difficult in the state of New York. So what that means is, as I've told my audience, those of you who have listened for months now, Wait until the abortion people and wait until the gun control people find out that the Supreme Court is about to rule that in New York and L.A. and other places, you're going to be able to carry a handgun for self-defense. Just like they ruled that you can defend yourself in your home, you can have a gun to defend your family and your property. That's what they're going to be. And I find it funny. I smirk at it because you don't. these people don't understand how the rule of law works. They don't understand how the Supreme Court works. It doesn't mean that the Supreme Court always makes the best, the right decision. But they don't understand how these things work, and they want to pack the court, overturn Congress, and use the president's pen to sign dictatorial orders. That's treason. That's anti-American. That is a dictatorship. That's not how the country is supposed to function, because you didn't get what you want. And the New York Times is so arrogant, the Supreme Court's ruling will mean more gun crime. Really? Because where guns are banned in Chicago, it's a free-for-all. And it's almost all gang activity. It's just like, uh, you know, uh, back to abortions again, rape. 500 women a year become pregnant through rape statistically in each one of the states. 1% right now of all abortions are rape abortions. 1% when it's legal. So it's a non-issue statistically. And as someone who's been raped, you can get an abortion in all the states right now and after Roe versus Wade is partly or entirely overturned. You can still get that abortion before 15 weeks in Arizona. It's a non-issue. Mass shootings, four people, that's not a mass shooting statistically or by definition. A mass shooting is far more than four people. But they change the word, they change the definition because it sounds scarier. It's a slaughter. It's a massacre. You see how the wordplay works? You see how the psychology works? And we're not allowed to speak if we're men or we're not allowed to speak if we're liberal women who don't support LGBTQ or I don't want to hear hysteria, and I'm not going to be 
pushed off of the podium because you don't think I have a right to speak because of my political views or the color of my skin or because of your perceived, uh, you know, your perception of my sexuality or my gender or whatever it is. That's dangerous. You know, if it couldn't get any more controversial tonight, which I don't particularly think this is controversial. I just know how people interpret these subjects. But uh, as part of our debut week, I wanted to hit like every possible subject I could this week so so that you can get an idea of what the secret teachings is. So here is a statistical report from the UCR, the Uniform Crime Report, which is put together from law enforcement in different states and it's given to the FBI. And, you know, despite this, this um, obsession with gender identity, according to crime statistics, this particular one, you can pull these any time, but they're all about the same, the same number. This is just one I printed. 54 victims of hate crime where the crime was motivated, motivated by a bias toward gender. 54 cases in 2017. Now that number is a little higher now because you have more people that think any questioning of, of anything is an attack on gender or race, etc., just like that lawmaker in Georgia where the woman at the register was like, I'm sorry, ma'am, uh, you can't use this register because this is a 10 items or less register. And this crazy psycho nut job, uh, uh, a Georgian lawmaker, she just goes off. It's because I'm black. It's because I'm black. No, it ain't because you're black. It's because it's a 10 items or less line. So 54 victims of hate crime. Now, I found this interesting when I read this. You would think... Hate crime motivated by gender. Okay, you've got male and female. So this is how they're classifying it. With all the TV shows, all the movies, and all the documentaries, and all the things about how men are so abusive, and men are these terrible things, these terrible beings, 28 of the 54 hate crimes against gender were categorized as anti-female. So you might think, yeah, yeah, see, they 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 hate women. First of all, over an entire year, 28 classified hate crimes against a woman, um, against a female. That's, that's, again, that is a statistical non-issue when there are bigger issues and bigger things we could put our focus on. 28 victims, that's not, that's not a lot of people. didn't say it's a good thing. I just said it's not a lot of people. However, if you did the math, that leaves 26 additional cases of hate crime that were motivated by Well, the only other option there is, anti-male bias. In 2017, there were 28 anti-female hate crimes reported to uniform crime statistics, you know, local law enforcement, FBI, and 26 anti-male hate crimes reported. Now, perhaps you're asking, well, what's that supposed to mean? I'll tell you what it's supposed to mean. It's supposed to mean that across the developed world, from the United States to the UK, if you are a man, you are statistically just as likely to be the victim of domestic violence as a woman is likely to be the victim of domestic violence. In fact, and these statistics you know, change by the year, so if you look them up and you're like, well, he was off by two there. Well, they change all the time, okay? And we reclassify things and But if you look at reports, for example, like the National Intimate Partner and Sexual Violence Survey, violence by an intimate partner. 
more than one in three women, so that's 35.6%, and more than one in four men, that's 28.5% in the United States, have experienced rape, physical violence, and or stalking by an intimate partner in their lifetime. Now, for women, you would think maybe even the number would be higher, but one in three women have experienced rape, physical violence, stalking, etc. by an intimate partner at least one time in their life. That's a pretty high number. It's, it's like a third of the population. But when I think a third of the population, I mean, based on the news and based on all those women protests and based on documentaries and NPR and stuff like that, you'd think it's like 99.9% of women. It, it, it's actually a third of women. But then you'd also think as a result of that, there would hardly be any man who's been the victim of rape or sexual violence or physical violence or stalking, but it's actually more than 25% of the male population have been the victim of those things. It's one in three women, one in four men. And maybe you're still thinking, well, what is that supposed to mean? It, it means that if you're a man, you're just likely, maybe slightly less likely, but very, very close to being exactly within the same statistical uh, value, you're just as likely to be the victim of physical abuse by an intimate partner, stalking by an intimate partner. And I know that for some reason people are very offended by this, but statistically, depending on where you're looking, you could look at the CDC, for example. You could look at the intimate partner survey I just mentioned. If you are a man... One in it's between one and four to one in six men have actually been sexually assaulted. And when you factor in that most men don't probably even have a definition of that or that don't necessarily report it, then it's a very, very high number of men who have been sexually assaulted. It doesn't mean that women haven't been assaulted or raped. It just means that men are also raped at an extremely high number. And I know that people respond to that by saying, well, you're a man. Deal with it. You're a man. It doesn't matter. But it, it does matter. Because if we're concerned about equality and justice, we should be concerned if one in four or one in six men have been the victim of sexual assault or if one in four men, a little bit higher than one in four, have been the victim of stalking or sexual, uh, or sexual abuse, physical abuse by an intimate partner. Don't you think that's an important piece of information? Instead, we throw away men in society, symbols of protection of the family and property and children. And that is a void that is filled by demons and, and, and evil things that wish to have access to the woman and the child. And that's something we're going to talk about when we come back from break. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. There's a lot more after this. Don't go anywhere. This is The Secret Teachings on Ground Zero Radio. listening to The Secret Teachings. For more information on the show or to contact Ryan, visit thesecretteachings.info or email ryan at rdgable at yahoo.com. Hey, this is John Peasy at johnpeasy.com and I'm here with Ryan Gable from The Secret Teachings. It's The Secret Teachings, one of the homes of the original Super Bowl analysis, airing exclusively five nights a week on Ground Zero Radio. If you're interested in all things that include the occult, from witchcraft to voodoo, and from mythology to alchemy, 
then why not check out the book Occult Arcana, complete with hundreds of beautiful images. Maybe you want to look at technology, black goo, UFOs, and demonic pacts made in the entertainment industry. Check out the technological elixir, black goo, transhumanism, and invoking AI. Or if that's not enough and you want a practical look at food, lifestyles and ingredients, even those in your pet food, with free solutions to better health, then check out Food Philosophy. All three of these books are available in softcover or PDF at www.thesecretteachings.info That's where you can read reviews, see pictures, and even order yours today. Are you intrigued by Paranormal Talk Radio? You'll love the new Paranormal Radio app from TalkStream Live. You'll find a great selection of talk shows covering UFOs, ghosts, strange phenomena, and much more. Download the Paranormal Radio app now and start listening to the very best in paranormal talk entertainment, including the network you're listening to right now. The Paranormal Radio app, free in Google Play and the iOS app store. You could listen to this. And again, you know, people say David has no evidence. David has no evidence. I hate this channel. Or you could listen to The Secret Teachings with myself, Ryan Gable, five nights a week on Ground Zero Radio. Join us to explore the outer limits of history, symbolism, parapolitics, and more. We'll explore a little bit of everything, but don't take my word for it. I'm kind of like you. I'm a last of a dying breed, a generalist. That's The Secret Teachings, five nights a week on Ground Zero Radio. This is Kev Baker of The Kev Baker Show, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. Broadcasting from somewhere between the normal and abnormal. A collection of question marks. No reason, no explanation. Just a prolonged nightmare in which fear, loneliness, and the unexplainable walk hand in hand through the shadows. It's The Secret Teachings on Ground Zero Radio. I'm Kelly McGillis, and I'm here to talk to you about rape. Ladies, look to your left. Now look to your right. Statistics indicate that both of those men will rape you. I'm not going to rape you. I might. Everyone's talking about feminism. People are getting together and they're addressing discrimination. Transgender activists. People speaking out about sexual assault. What I hate about it is that none of it's about us. None of these movements are about us. It's our movement. You know what I mean? In some ways, it kind of feels like we're a minority all of a sudden. Do you know what? Do you know what I think it is? Is when I see men in general, and this is a stereotype, I see a potential for aggressiveness. When I see women, I don't assign the same level of physical aggressiveness. So when a man says something, it can be awkward because I might feel like there's a fear That's there. Right. When a woman says it, although I do see this as duplicitous, I don't see the same threat. I think women actually don't want equal treatment. They couldn't handle it if they got it. What a lot of women are actually asking for, and you can look aghast at this, is special treatment. Are you saying that there are as many cases of women being violent towards men in a relationship as there, is, as there are men? Yes, it's, it's, it's long been known. It's, it's, it's true across the developed world, and it's true in this country. It's known from, from crime surveys that men suffer violence at the same sort of levels and at the same severity as, as women. And yet the support for men 
for male victims of domestic violence is virtually zero. And again, it's another driver of the high male suicide rate. Is that equal treatment or is that special treatment? I think what women need to realise is that you have to toughen up. We can't ask for equal pay. You have to be paid on performance. You realise that virtually everything that comes out out of radical feminists, you know, they are either conspiracy theories, fantasies, lies, delusions or myths. We need to kill all men. I am sick of being a baby factory that produces more men that will just, in the future, subjugate me. So the only answer to that is to kill male babies and um, just kill any man that you see, like in the street. We want the species to go on, but we want it only to go on with women in it. Why is it we have this enormously powerful feminist movement and virtually nothing for men? Originally, it was capitalism was the big enemy in the 60s and 70s. And it was the radical feminists in America. They moved the goalposts. They said, no, it's no longer capitalism is the enemy. The enemy is patriarchy. All men. And they were desperate for funding and they needed a just cause. It's an enormous industry. I mean, violence against women, they get something like, well, it's a billion and over a year. And an awful lot of that goes on really supposedly rehabilitating men, but essentially punishing them. Every society that survived, survived based on its ability to train its sons to be disposable. Disposable in war as warriors, disposable in work as firefighters, as workers on oil rigs and so on, coal miners, and indirectly therefore disposable as dads. Would you rather be doing drilling to the center of the earth, shaking hands with the devil? Every time there's a rumble in the ground, you wait for the whole thing to collapse down on top of you. Would you rather be up in the sunshine, running around? I'm Ryan Gable, your host. You send to bed anytime you want on some sort of trumped up charges. But these mothers are bending over at the waist, putting DVDs into... And this is the Secret Teachings radio broadcast. Thank you so much for tuning in this evening. It's part of a montage from a show I did a few weeks ago. And yes, it is a controversial subject because of ideology, because of bigotry, because we tell certain groups of people they don't have a right to speak because of their genitalia or because where they like to stick their genitalia or because of the color of their genitalia or because of their perception of their genitalia. We tell men they don't have a right to speak about anything that is a quote-unquote women's issue. But even an issue that is a man's issue, men are told not only do you not have a right to speak about it, but you should just shut up and take it like a man. And the people that tell men that are the same people that believe that gender roles are now abnormal and gender roles should be replaced. Yet a man is still forced to keep his emotions inside Or he is forced to the other end of the spectrum to become an extremely feminine lapdog of a political ideology. For me, neither one of those options are viable. I don't consider myself to be one thing or another, but I do like to read and I do like to research and I do like to look at statistics and definitions because when I'm told something like there was a mass shooting, I want to know, how do you define a mass shooting? Four people being shot? That doesn't really sound like a mass shooting. 51 people in Chicago, though that sounds like a big 
series of mass shootings, but nobody cares about that, right? I, I, I want perspective on, on things. That's what I want. I want to know why, according to Uniform Crime Reports, it's a 50-50 split down the middle. In 2017, it was 28 anti-female hate crimes, 26 anti-male hate crimes. I want to know why the National Intimate Partner and Sexual Violence Survey says that a third of women and over a quarter of men experience rape, physical violence, and or stalking by an intimate partner. I want to know why one in four to one in six, there's a variation here because some women like Norman McCorvey who was Roe in Roe v. Wade. She lied about being raped. She was never raped. People like Amber Heard, totally psychotic. Not saying Johnny Depp's a good guy, but totally psychotic. And you are supposed to believe all women, yet women, in the case of Amber Heard, and, uh, Amber Heard and in the case of Amber Heard and, and Norman McCorvey, they, they lie. All people lie. I mean, it's not women that lie. It's not men that lie. It's just dishonest people that lie. So statistically, there's a few cases of rape that aren't actual rape, a few cases of domestic violence that aren't actually domestic violence. But regardless of that, the rate of men being raped is one in four to one in six. The rate of women is one in three. I mean, you would think that way more women have been raped and you'd think that way less men have been raped. But in reality, because men also don't report these things, maybe like half a percent of women that say they're raped aren't raped. I don't know. I'm just spitballing with that number. That's a, just a random number. So so the, the number of the statistics, they're, they're really close. And, and you would think that like no men can be raped, but that's that's not the case. Men are told to shut up, too. We're told to don't talk. You don't have a right to talk unless you're gay or unless you're black or unless, well, if you're a conservative black, you don't also don't get to talk. I mean, this is how we censor speech. This is how we censor people's right to protest. This is how we tell people you have a different opinion. You get to go to social prison. You get to be jailed as a political enemy because our, di- uh, our ideology, our pseudo intellectual point of view in the world is the accepted narrative promoted by the big banks and the big corporations. So we get to speak. You don't shut up, racist, bigot, sexist. And then that puts you on the defensive and you have to explain how you're not a racist, how you're not a bigot, how you're not a sexist. And then that makes you just kind of sound like an a-hole. That's the whole point. It's all psychology. Here are some statistics for you. Over 90% of all workplace deaths are men. Somewhere between 90 and 95%. You might think, well, men choose more dangerous jobs. Well, I mean, traditionally, yeah, they they do tend to choose more dangerous jobs. Uh, My question was always, I'll I'll never forget this. For some reason, it's burned into my memory. Uh, About three years ago, during the Super Bowl, there was a commercial, and it was about astronauts, like women astronauts. And the commercial was like, make space for women. That was the commercial. I I don't remember the company, but I just remember seeing it. They had like, women floating around. It might've been like a razor commercial, but it was about promoting women and getting, getting women into space. And I thought that is a a ridiculous commercial. That doesn't make any sense. I mean, how, how about, how about Sally Kristen ride? 
she was an American astronaut. She was a physicist. I mean, maybe somebody grabbed her butt at one point or another, but I mean, she, she made it into space. She was the, she, she joined NASA in 1978, became the first woman in 1983, first American woman and the, uh, to be in space and the third woman uh, in the world to be in space after uh, two Russians. I mean, Sally Ride was a woman who was an astronaut. There wasn't anything systemically or fundamentally that prevented her from becoming an astronaut. And when I think of something like that, I think, okay, there's no way I could even get through like the most basic astronaut training. There's no way. There's no way I could get through the training. There's no way I could even qualify to take a test or to take the physical training. There's no way I could do it. Sally Ride did it. A lot of other women did it. But the thing is, there aren't a lot of women and there aren't a lot of men. There aren't a lot of people on this planet who qualify, let alone could qualify and pass the examinations, the rigorous testing to become astronauts. So it's really misleading to suggest that we should have more women astronauts. No, we shouldn't have more women astronauts. I'll I'll say that again. We should not have more women astronauts. We should also not have more man astronauts, male astronauts. We should have astronauts who are trained and qualified, whether they're white or black, man or woman. That's the type of person that should be an astronaut, someone who's qualified, someone who knows what they're doing, especially in space. One wrong move, one wrong button pushed, everybody might die. So you probably want people to actually know what they're doing. You don't want people to be there just because of their genitalia or because of their identity. You want people to be there who are trained, who know what they're doing. I don't want somebody driving me around you know, in a city bus and they got the job because they're queer, but they don't have a driver's license. I want someone driving the bus who knows how to drive a bus. I don't care what color they're... They could be queer. As long as you have a license and you know how to drive, then drive. I don't care. There's nothing preventing queer people from driving buses. There's nothing preventing homosexuals from driving buses. I just picked the bus as a stupid little thing. You know, it's the most down-to-earth thing you can get from space. There's nothing preventing, you know, a homosexual from going into space. Can you tell me what the law is that say homosexuals will not be astronauts? Like, it doesn't exist. You just aren't going to find a lot of homosexuals or queers or straight people even that qualify to be astronauts. And you're going to find even less that are going to, um, especially if, you know, a lot less women apply, but you you can still do it. it. It's just based on merit and qualification. And that applies across the board. It's like, why do WNBA players make less money? It's not because of, of sexism. It's because they don't generate as much money. So if your league doesn't generate as much money, you don't deserve to be paid the same amount of money. Now, do I think that, you know, male athletes probably make more than they should? Yeah, I really I really honestly do. But at the same time, at the end of the day, that's not my business. I don't care if Steph Curry makes four hundred million dollars. I don't care if Kobe Bryant, you know, when he was alive before he um, he signed his last contract with the Lakers, it was like one hundred and forty million. I don't care if Kobe Bryant makes that money. I don't care if Elon Musk has 50 billion, 100 billion, 150 billion dollars. I don't care. I care what the person does with the money. If Elon Musk is honest and he's not trying to get data for a robot, you know, his Optimus robot, and he really just wants to make Twitter a free speech platform, 
then he's a good guy. And I don't care what I don't how, care how much money he has. If Jeff Bezos doesn't want to pay any taxes and wants to 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 act as if he's an elected representative of the people and tell us how to live our lives while he has private jets. Well, Jeff Bezos is a piece of garbage then. And I don't want anything to do. I don't care if he has no money or he has a trillion dollars. You know, jobs should be given to people based on merit. And if someone has a lot of money, I don't care if they have a lot of money. I care how they act as a person and what they do with the money. Within, you know, a reasonable definition of do. A lot of people listen to this radio show, I, I, I know for a fact, and they think that I've got a lot of money. I don't. I can't even afford to run the air conditioner in my apartment. The only thing I own are books, this microphone, this board, and about a thousand pounds of, of, of notes and articles. And then I've got a couple of guns, and that's about it. That's all I own. You know, maybe a kitchen appliance. That's about it. little air fryer. That's all I, I'm not a millionaire. I don't, I barely, I barely make a thousand dollars a month. Not a millionaire, but people message me and tell me they support this show and they'll continue to subscribe or buy books. Shameless plug at the secret teachings.info, but they do that. And I get emails from people that tell me they do that because they, they believe in what I'm doing, which is I'm, I'm trying to be objective about things. I'm trying to look at things from different points of view and different angles and look at things logically. And people tell me they appreciate that, so they support the show. And the thing is, I don't need a million dollars to be happy. I'm, I'm happy doing what I believe is the right thing within reason and through objective analysis. And, I mean, it's frustrating, but if I can make $1,000 a month not having to be a slave to some corporation, I'm happy about that. And, that. and I also, in the process, want to push the envelope and want to address things like why is it that one in... Four men are also the victims of rape, and we don't know that societally. I mean, even if the number was one in ten, there's virtually nothing to help a man who has been through something, who's been kicked out of his house, who's been the victim of abuse. And people jump right to the, well, what about women? It's not the point about men or women. It's just there should be balance. There's thousands of women's shelters. There's like one men's shelter in the country. Um. There's, you know, when you, when you think about the, the, the statistical difference, if, if you're a man and you commit a crime, we'll use me as an example. If I commit a crime and you commit a crime as a woman or you know someone, you know a woman who commits a crime, put yourself in that position. Same crime, same level of severity, same weapon used, same whatever. It's all the same. There's no difference. I will go to jail statistically longer than you will regardless if I'm black, regardless if I'm white. And that's wrong, don't you think? That's not really justice. You know that men are almost four times as likely to suffer from suicidal thoughts and actually figuratively and literally pull the trigger? 73% of all suicides are men. Don't you think that might be because we force men to keep emotions bottled up? We force men to take on the the brunt of the world to hold the world on their back and we expect them to enjoy it and like it and tell them that even if they even if they don't like gender norms you better sit there and take what we give you man you stupid arrogant man you patriarchal man and that's not right is it i don't think it's right i think it's wrong 
I actually, not only I do think it's wrong, I think it's reprehensible and I think it's immoral and I think it's gross and I think it's disgusting. And I think something should be done about it. And I think what can be done is by bringing attention to the reality that men suffer sexual abuse, men suffer from violence, men suffer from uh, uh, harassment and intimidation and stalking at virtually the same rate that women do across the board in the developed world and in the United States. And I love how people will say, this is one of my favorite arguments. I love when people will say, well, that's just your opinion. And I say, well, I've got statistics to back it up. Well, you can find statistics for anything. And I'm thinking, well, yeah, you can, but these, this is the Department of Justice. <laughs> this is the FBI. This is the Uniform Crime Report. And if anything, my statistics are off because women overreport being abused, men underreport being abused. And the numbers are already so close together, it's like 51 to 49, you know? And I had somebody on the last show I did about this. Someone literally said to me, well, you're saying those women don't matter. And I, and I thought, what, what, what did I, did I say? Do I have to go back and listen? Did I say that those women don't matter? No, I just said that if 51% of, you know, the, let's just break it down by, you know, a hundred percent marker here, 51% to 49% if like there's a few more women that are abused or raped or, you know, the victims of something that's intimate partner related, uh, stalking, et cetera. That doesn't mean that those women don't matter. It just means there's a giant lobby for those women and there's nothing for men and we're not even allowed to talk about it. And yet we make up a huge percent of the, of the, of the crime, you know, a huge percent of the victimization. I mean, people tell you, oh, gun violence is up. Gun violence is, is down. Uh, the most recent Department of Justice report, this came out last October. This was like a few months ago. Listen to this. The number of firearm victimizations declined from 481,950 to 350,460. That's like a 130,000 case drop. But we need gun control. You have rights to have an abortion in Arizona and Florida, even with 15-week bans, as arbitrary as they might be. 15-week bans, that's several months if you've been raped, a victim of incest, medical emergencies, which, by the way, those extend past the 15 weeks. Still get an abortion. California, seems like you can get an abortion like a haircut, but you actually can't. There's actually restrictions. You know, Roe v. Wade actually says that your right to abortion is not absolute. And that's not my opinion. It literally says that in, in the case, like this, this is, this is a giant copy. It's a big, it's a big case. This is a giant printed copy of Roe v. Wade. It says uh, the arguments that a woman's right is absolute and that she is entitled to terminate her pregnancy at whatever time, and whatever way, and for whatever reason she alone chooses with this, we do not agree. That's the majority opinion, not the minority opinion. And of course, Norma McCorvey Roe was never even raped never even raped. So there's, there's just some oddities here. I mean, besides that, if you want to get into, you know, the, the so-called justice of it all, the number one killer through Planned Parenthood, which is upset that they're not going to get the fully developed fetuses after 20 or so weeks in Arizona and Florida and other places. That's why I think they're really upset. Um, Planned Parenthood kills predominantly black babies. Um, black women make up 7% of the U.S. population. 
And of that 7%, it's like 20 million. Uh, not all of them are pregnant at the same time. So if you look at about 20 million, that's 7%. Only a tiny percent are actually pregnant at any given time. And black women make up 40% of all abortions in the United States. I've seen 32 to 42%. It's, it's at the higher end. It's, like a, it's around 38, 39, 40%. So that means that 20 million women, a handful of which are pregnant, account for, and that's 7%, less than 7% who are actually pregnant, account for 40%, even if it's 30%, a third of all abortions? That is, that is statistically anomalous. Don't you think J- just a little bit? Don't you think that's like anomalous? H- how do less than 7% of the population contribute to 40% or even just a third of all abortion cases? And it doesn't, it doesn't make a lot of sense. Does it, you know, wh- wh- why is it that it's like 60%? It's, it's like two thirds of all abortion clinics are placed in black communities like liquor stores. And it's like, yeah, there, there certainly is discrimination against certain groups of people. It's by the people that want you to vote for them to fix the problems that they're creating. There really are racists and bigots and sexists. Plus, the leading cause of, of uh, homicide for the black community is not white people. It's not cops. It's, uh, it's black people. That's according to official government statistics This is from the Department of Justice. 93% of black victims are killed by blacks. 84% of white victims are killed by whites. Media doesn't want to tell you that, do they? And I mentioned this earlier, and I did not get to it. I apologize. There's a a new acronym out called DINK, D-I-N-K. It's actually been around for a while. It means dual income, no kids. And it kind of goes along with uh, Funkles and, you know, people that are like, I just have fur babies. I just have dogs. I don't want children. And uh, there's a lot of stories on the Internet. I pulled a, a very silly one out. Some, some woman, and this, this makes news in Yahoo and MSN. This makes news places somehow. This woman claims that she went to, uh, she went to take a vacation and while she was gone from the vacation, I guess her, her boyfriend and her breaks, break up. Her boyfriend broke up with her while she's in Puerto Rico. And she says, he broke into my house and stole $13,000 and a brand new MacBook. And uh, I couldn't do anything about it because I was gone. And she said, don't trust boys. And I thought, not only is that the stupidest pile of garbage I've ever read, I don't even know why I read it, but I, but I, I realized in the moment uh, this is, you know, through TikTok and Instagram. This is what young girls are seeing. You know, it's 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 one thing to see the drag queen story time. It's one thing to see the the promotion of incest and pornography. Even porn stars now are asking, why is everything incest? Why am I always being cast as a as a mom banging a son? You know, everything is Aunt Bang's nephew or, you know, banging granny's part six. It, it, everything is incest now, and, and it's gotten to the point where even both liberal and conservative media have acknowledged like, hey, there's something weird in the porn industry. Somebody's financing this, and we don't know where it's coming from. This is bizarre. Even porn stars are asking questions. It's like promoting incest and promoting that men are bad and you know children belong to the state and children belong to, to, to pot belly uh, uh, drag queens. Like, 
they're trying to introduce this at schools. A senator in California wants Drag Queen 101 to be part of the school curriculum. Literally. That just came out last night. And so you have young girls in particular, and even young boys, and they, they're on social media, and they read this stuff, and they're like, well, I'm not going to have a boyfriend. Boy, they'll, they'll steal from me. Another person commented and said that uh, when they broke up with their ex, their house got robbed. And, and, and it's not just the, this, 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 this weird thing that's out there. It's just like someone broke your boyfriend, broke in your house and stole $13 worth of, of jewelry. And, and a, like mo- most people don't know what it is like to have $13,000 worth of jewelry. This is some rich influencer with fake boobs literally on TikTok telling people, my boyfriend robbed me, give me money, and here's my, here's my boobs. And it's like, is that, is, is that, that's somehow okay for children? Like, nobody wants to call this out. Everybody hates the drag queens. They love the drag queens. But what about this? This is what people see on social media. This is how young girls are being influenced. This is how young boys are being influenced. Like, young boy sees something like this, you know, and it's like, well, women aren't going to trust me. And that's, that's how a lot of men feel. Women aren't going to trust you. Why? Because we have this idea that every woman has been raped. And it's not true. It's not true. Yet, a lot of men have actually been raped or the victim of sexual violence. And nobody wants to talk about it. It's not just a double standard. It's a dangerous double standard, a very dangerous double standard. It's what I call a battle of the sexists. And um, I think that uh, I think it's something that uh, you need to be aware of. And I feel as if, if if you're an honest person, you know, whether it's anything we talked about tonight yet you have to acknowledge at least it's a little bit weird that these are the kinds of questions that are never brought up by either side of the political spectrum and they're not brought up in late night radio and it's just it's just not allowed it's not allowed like anywhere you go anything you do it's not allowed you're not allowed to say these things out there whoa what are you saying women aren't raped oh what are you saying women don't have rights like that's not at all what's being said you need to be able to think in a little bit more complex terms like open up another brain cell and think and that doesn't mean that i'm right it just means think for yourself and then logically let's have a discussion because otherwise if we don't want to hear people say because of their skin color because of their gender because of their sex because of whatever we're stifling people's right to speak we're stifling people's right to protest we're stifling people's right to publish information we're also implying that those people deserve to be in prison social prison at very at the very least because well, they don't get to speak they're political enemies and uh, they they need to shut up and be quiet and i will not shut up and be quiet i will not be silent on these or any other issues and this is what we bring you monday tuesday wednesday thursday and friday right here on the secret teachings our debut week on ground zero radio i hope you enjoy the show i hope you enjoy the transition from ground zero with clyde over to the secret teachings monday through friday 10 p.m to midnight pacific time our free archive is on the website www.thesecretteachings.info you can listen to all the shows download them click on the links to the different podcast radio players there's even an rss feed there you can plug into your player if you want to get the ad-free version of the show though you'll get access to the montages like we've played this week the ones i make You'll also get access to all of my digital books, early access to the show. You get all these things. And it is a, uh, a private archive on the website. Uh, there's a link to the RSS, private RSS feed as well. So 
You support us by subscribing to The Secret Teachings. You can also subscribe to Ground Zero, Clyde Lewis, and Aftermath. And you can support us by buying copies of my books, Occult Arcana, The Technological Elixir, and Food Philosophy. Read reviews at thesecretteachings.info. Our affiliates, Transistor.fm, The Tuttle Twins, and Pro One Water Filters. We don't get paid to say that. We get paid if you buy something. So check them out, thesecretteachings.info. Email rdgable at yahoo.com, tst underscore underscore radio, and facebook.com forward slash the secret teachings. Stay safe, stay informed, stay healthy. We'll talk to you on the next broadcast. The music tonight, White Bat Audio.